Welcome to the Med Street Journal. What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Med Street Journal podcast. I'm your host today, Rodney Hu, and I'm joined by a very special guest today, Mishima Karashi. And she owns a healthcare social media market agency that works with dentists. She has eight years of social media marketing experience that she used to create SQ Social Strategies, a healthcare social media marketing agency that works with dentists, chiropractors, plastic surgeons, and other private practice doctors to increase their patient acquisition through Facebook and Instagram ads, both organically and through paid ads. They also offer SEO and PPC services specializing in Google ads. Yeah, that's a little bit about her and her company. And that being said, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so let's just jump into it. Why don't you give people a brief background of who you are and how you got into this whole digital marketing space? Sure. Like Rodney said, I do own a social healthcare social media marketing agency um, specializing in, right now my main focus is dentistry, but also specializing in chiropractors, plastic surgeons, and um, really any private practice doctors or healthcare companies. I've worked with some companies that make um, medical devices, some pharmaceutical companies, um, or companies that make dental tools. So that's what we specialize in. And the way I got started, so I've been working in healthcare marketing um, for other companies, mainly agencies for the last eight years. And I was really interested in getting into dentistry, because I feel like dentists are the fun doctors. I feel like there's a lot of Um, room for creativity with dentists, whether it's a dentist's office or dental ads or just just their whole environment. I feel like it's creative. So that's how I got into dentistry. Dang, nice. And so like when you start to learn about like marketing and stuff and you're doing all these, working with all these different industries, like you said, medical devices, chiropractors, dentists and stuff like that. What sticks out about like dentistry that's like different than the others, which is more like satisfying. Yeah. Like I said, I, I feel like dentistry is, uh, you can be more creative with it. I, I feel like when you go into a dentist's office, just the whole vibe is different than a lot of other doctor's offices. And yeah, but basically that I feel like there's more room for creativity. And I feel like dentistry also sticks out to me because most dentists, at least, I think at least 77% of dentists, they own their own practice. And what's interesting to me is that in dental school, of course, they're not taught anything about or maybe very limited information about how to run and open and run your own business, which is actually really shocking because the majority of dentists are going to start their own practice. So I feel like they're specialized in dentistry. They know how to do all of that. But when it comes to opening their own business, running their own business, knowing how to market their own business, they need a lot of help. And that's where I come in. Okay. Fill that knowledge gap for them. So what do you say to the dentists or just healthcare professionals in general who don't really see the value of social media marketing and they're like, oh, our company doesn't need Facebook or our company doesn't need Instagram. What is like the deeper value that you can offer that they should see? Right. Yeah. I get that pushback from most of most of the clients I've had and most of the clients that I just speak to in general. And, and I feel like that's something that is, exists in most industries, but especially healthcare, where doctors feel like they don't need that marketing. They don't need those Facebook ads, those Google ads, that SEO. Um, I think 
it because they learn how social media marketing works, or maybe they've hired in the past and the past who wasn't asked, they weren't right. And because of that, that a marketing expert wasn't able to get new patients in for them or their efforts failed. And because of that, they think that there's something wrong with the marketing, but there is a very specific a strategy that has to be taken for for marketing and it's called the marketing it's called the marketing funnel strategy that has to be used and that's something that, that can be used in not just with dentists with any industry but it has to be tailored very specifically the way the ads work and the way they're shown has to be tailored very specifically in order to produce those results and get those new clients so i feel like that's where the gap is because something i ask um dentists when i have my first discovery call with them is have you ever had anybody use marketing funnels on your website or have you ever used the Facebook pixel? And if they say no, then I know they haven't had proper marketing done for their uh, practice before. Because the Facebook funnel, along with the marketing funnels, the Facebook pixel is what's going to be placed on their website so they can keep track of who's coming on their website, what they're clicking on, whether or not social media marketing is the reason that people are filling out that form and scheduling appointments with them. It tracks everything. And that's a way for them to hold their um, social, media social media marketer accountable on whether they're bringing new patients in or not. Yeah, that's crazy. So when you're like talking to these people or like these dentists and stuff like that, and you're asking them like very simple questions, do you have a Facebook like pixel set up? And from the marketing world, like Facebook pixel and like your Google analytics, like those are like basic questions. But if you're asking these to a dentist and a chiropractor, Mm -hmm. like that's not something that they're focusing on. So something as like simple to us would make a big difference to them and their overall practice and how they're being able to connect with their audience and really bring customers into the door. And so another question I had for you is, what sort of strategy do you like out of all the digital marketing little tactics that you use, whether it's SEO or PPC or Google ads or organic ways like this podcast and creating content this way? What do you feel is the most valuable? I feel like that depends on the type of client and what their goal is. But in general, for example, since I work with dentists the most, I'll give an example for dentists. So for most dentists, it would be a combination of Google ads along with Facebook and most likely Instagram ads, but mainly Google ads and Facebook ads, because when someone is looking for a dentist in their city, they're going to go on Google and um, search, let's say Houston dentists. And then if we have a Google ad, then my client's Google ad would be at the top and they would be able to click that. And then they would go on the dentist website and then through the Facebook pixel, a pool of those people who visited the dentist website, they would be retargeted as a warm lead on Facebook. So that way, that's a very good way of optimizing the client's budget and not wasting money. So we're not showing, we're not showing the ads to random people who are living in the Houston area. We are targeting specifically people who have shown an interest in the dental practice by going on their website and retargeting them. So that's a part of the first, we use a funnel approach. So the top of the funnel would be awareness and awareness is just going on the dentist's website or just becoming aware of their brand that they exist. And the second um, step would be what I just mentioned. They would be retargeted on Facebook with an ad and that's called the consideration phase. It's the second, the middle of the funnel. And then they would be shown an offer, an offer, 
that would be designed. It really depends on the dentist's goals and what they want to offer, but that would be an offer designed for the people where they would want to click it. And then the people who do engage with that offer, they would be taken down to the bottom of the funnel, which is the final stage, and that's called conversion. And the goal of that bottom of the funnel is to convert those um, potential patients into new patients for the um, dentistry clinic. So with that stage, they could be shown an even better offer or basically something that's going to make them want to schedule an appointment and come in. So that's the general approach. So with every uh, step of the funnel, you're basically weeding out people who are interested in the dental practice and keeping the people who continue to show interest in that. So that way we're not wasting any of the client's money and we're able to get them new patients. I like that. It's very high level, but very specific on like the step-by-step process that you guys go through. Like you have that framework, but you also have that feedback loop where you guys are very targeted in your approach, but then also are able to handle the feedback and analyze that data and how you can like improve on that process. And that's how you make that long-term value or improve the long-term value to these doctors and other healthcare professionals. Yeah. And when I talk to dentists, I I always tell them if somebody's in the shopping for a dentist phase, I call it, they're going to go and visit maybe, maybe they'll visit five websites of dentists in their city. And then are they more, more likely to go with one of the dentists whose um, websites they went on, or are they going to choose the dentist whose website they went on and then they were retargeted with ads two to three times. So every single time they're seeing that ad in front of them, they're getting a little more familiar and a little more comfortable with your brand. And they're more likely to choose you over the websites where they went there once and forgot about them. Yeah, for sure. And pretty much like everything we're explaining, we can get like super complex with it, but from a very foundational level, all you're doing is building that connection and that can trust factor with your audience right. and you're attracting them to you rather than like trying to go out and right. look for them. And I feel like that's a lot more like valuable, like relationship and building process. So right, I think it's powerful. It's crazy how the internet works. Cause you're explaining like the Facebook pixel and I have a general idea of it, but man, like, the internet and how much data we put out there and how we're, how much data we're able to target because everyone just puts their information on the internet and you can get it as specific as you want with it. It's really amazing. You can literally, um, so the base pixel goes on the general website and then within the website, you can put something called, they're called event pixels. So you can attach those to any button. So you can track exactly how many people went on my website, went on this page and clicked on this submit button and then retarget those people. Maybe some people bought something on your website and then you could retarget them to sell them a more expensive product next time. Yeah, it's really amazing how granular it can get. Man, so what do you say to the dentists who are like, I don't know what kind of content that I should uh-huh. create or I don't like being on camera. Like I'm too busy to put myself out there and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, there are there are a lot of different kinds of content that um, dentists can make. It really depends on their goal goals and their services. There are certain dentists that are, they want to advertise and focus on certain services more than others. But in general, what works well for dentists from a content point of view would be before and after photos of dental procedures. Those are really big before and after photos. What else? Quick infographics, maybe like dental tips, quick infographics. People are more likely to 
you know, look at a colorful infographic with a little bit of text versus reading a really long blog article about it. So that works. And other than that, there are a few different pillars that the dentist can use and all of their content would fall under that. So that would be their business, their team. And, and the third pillar would basically be, I'm forgetting the word I use for it. It would basically be their personal life. So if they're sharing information about their actual business, actual dentistry, and then they're sharing photos of their staff, maybe it's somebody's uh, birthday and they're sharing that on their social media, building a connection. And then if they're sharing photos of maybe the owner, uh, a photo of, of the owner and his family. So that kind of creates a personal human connection with, with their audience other than this, just this is my dentist and we just have a professional connection. I just go there to get a cleaning once a year and that's it. So you're creating, building a relationship outside of that. So that's really important. Yeah, that long-term. Yeah, because I feel like dentists, a patient for them, like the lifetime value for them is pretty long. What do you think like the average lifetime value is for? Like? It, it depends. If it's a patient who just comes in for a cleaning once or twice a year, then that could be a that could be a lifelong, their timeline could be lifelong. And then there are a lot of patients who come in for procedures that might take them weeks or months, like something like braces. That would be something that would be long-term like Invisalign or braces. Yeah. It's crazy because my grandma works in a dental office and she's been working there since like before I was born. So I've been going to the same dental office since I was like a little kid, but I was like, dang, that's crazy. That's like over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's how it is. If you have a good dentist um, who's able to create that personal connection with you and you've been going going to them since you were little and then you just continue with them if you live in the same city. Now. Yeah. See, I think that's why the whole social media and marketing is important because you're putting yourself out there. Like I said, you're really establishing a presence within your community. And if people see the other sides of you, other than just your business, like all of that branding helps elevate your company, really your practice. I think it's super valuable. Yeah, super Um, important. And there's so much competition too. In an average large city, there could be up to, there could be like 300 to 500 dental offices or more. I, I think there's yeah. a few thousand in New York City itself, if I remember correctly, but it's so it's extremely competitive. So obviously all of these dentists, they know how to do the dental procedures. You could go to any of them and get your cleaning or teeth whitening or whatever. But what's going to set them apart is that building that relationship. Yeah, <laughs> that's nice. And so what do you think would be like some negative consequences, I guess, for practices or professionals who like really don't care about social media what are they missing out what are they leaving on the table negative consequences well something i notice a lot when i identify a potential client i always start off with a social media audit for them so sometimes when i'm looking through i'll look through their facebook instagram and their website um, and facebook page that doesn't look professional and has a lot of mistakes like spelling mistakes or whether it's the content doesn't look professional that can that can leave a really bad impression for a potential patient oh okay this whole internet thing done threw me off and shit <laughs> hold on hey before for like social media not even talking about your customers but like 
how you go about finding your customers and your audience. Have you found anything that's worked to help you connect with them? Are you asking about what I use to outreach? Yeah. Like, how are you going about like finding new clients? What's worked for you? Yeah. What's worked for me is emails have worked well or LinkedIn messages. Sometimes I'm in a lot of LinkedIn dental groups and dental marketing groups. So sometimes there will be dentists on there who are uh, posting about needing marketing advice or marketing tips. Um, They're really struggling with that. So I'll offer them my free audit. So I'll have, I start off with a discovery call where I'm just um, telling them about my agency. And then I'm asking them questions to get to know their dental practice. And then I'll go ahead and create an audit. So the audit is basically going to be an analysis of their website, Facebook, and Instagram, their strengths, weaknesses, and a lot of the information on there is their quick fixes they can do themselves. And then it'll have my ideas on what they need to do to get new patients and reach their other goals. And then after that, we would discuss whether we want to continue working together or not. Dang. You think LinkedIn groups are more active than Facebook groups? I don't know. Like I've heard of LinkedIn groups, but I never really I haven't, dove into them. Yeah, I haven't used Facebook groups for it, but I have a lot of, I've connected with a lot of dentists on LinkedIn too. So that's where I've connected with them. But I would say for the most part, it's it's through emailing. Dang. Emailing and LinkedIn. That's crazy. Because you think like, when you think social media, you from the dentist's point of view, you think you got to use like Instagram, Facebook, and like the platforms where that everybody uses. But from the back end, it's crazy because LinkedIn is where a lot of these sort of business conversations happen. So like, how's Link- how valuable has LinkedIn been to you? Yeah, yeah. LinkedIn has been amazing. I could reach out on Facebook and Instagram too, but I feel like with dentistry, it's more professional and I'd rather reach out to somebody, a, a dental uh, practice owner on LinkedIn than their personal uh, Facebook. So yeah, LinkedIn mm. has been amazing. Definitely one of my top outreach uh, methods. Dang. Okay. Oh yeah, we're coming up towards the end, but what sort of advice would you give to healthcare professionals who are starting to look into social media and like marketing for their company online? Yeah, definitely. I would make sure whoever they hire to take care of their marketing to make sure that person knows how to use the Facebook pixel and know how to use the marketing funnel strategy because those two things are key. Without those, you can't really get results with your marketing. And I feel like a a lot of people think that you can just put one ad up for our dental practices offering free teeth whitening or whatever, nobody signs up for it and they think that it doesn't work and they're not using that funnel strategy. So there's an extremely low chance that somebody's going to see one ad and click on it. They'll need to be shown multiple times and they'll need to follow up. So that's the best advice I would give. And then also the marketing expert they work with should start off with a discovery call to get to know them. And also preferably they would go over a social media audit and try to get as much information they can before they start working together. Dang. Okay. Interesting. All right, I got one, another question actually, because I was just listening to you talk, but I feel like you're super tapped into the trends and what's the 
what's like trending in the market for social media and dentistry. And I'm really into like video marketing and like leveraging video or just long form content like podcasts. But do you see any like trends towards like video marketing and like how to actually apply that in this industry? How to apply video marketing into dentistry. I have worked with some of my clients. They've had YouTube channels where they've made videos and they haven't done much on YouTube. They've made a lot of videos on YouTube talking about different dental topics, but they haven't gotten a lot of subscribers. So I am looking into adding YouTube, YouTube marketing into my services as well, because I have a YouTube channel too. I started off as a YouTuber. I think it's been over 10 years ago. Yeah. So that was actually into social media in the first place. (laughs) So uh, you you started off as a YouTuber? Yeah. I started off with as a YouTube makeup artist and Uh, then I, I started a makeup artistry business too. So I have that too which has been pretty much shut down since COVID. (laughs) But yeah, so I started that before I started the healthcare social media marketing. But but yeah, I think videos are amazing in general for any business. If business owners can make videos and put them up as content, maybe talking about their business or sometimes in a strategic way, even advertising their products, making advertisements with the actual owner talking about it and how the company got started, something really personal. I I think that's very powerful. I feel like that could be so much more powerful than a static image ad. I agree. For sure, it's way more engaging and personal. But yeah, we're coming up towards the end. Been talking a lot about social media and marketing for the healthcare industry, but I want to end things on a little lighter, a little more lighter note with something I like to call the rapid fire round. So I'm just going to ask a couple questions and you give me whatever answer you come up with, okay? Okay. <laughs> Question number one. What is your favorite book of all time? The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Oh, I like that one. It's <laughs> a good personal development book. Mm-hmm, um, two, who is the most influential person in your life or career? Oh, gosh, that's a hard one. My parents. Okay. Shout out to the parents, the parental. Number three. What is one goal you want to accomplish this year? One goal I want to accomplish this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, yeah, it, definitely working really hard at expanding my, my agency. So hopefully um, expanding my agency and meeting my goal. Okay. And last but not least, what is one piece of advice you would give to your 20-year-old self? One piece of advice to my 20 year old self. Oh gosh, (laughs) that's a hard one. I would say to stick to your goals and keep working hard because failure is a part of the process. It's definitely been tough, especially during COVID running the healthcare social media marketing agency, but just sticking to it and trying to learn as much as you can using all of your resources, whether it's there's so much content, no matter what somebody's interested in, there's so much content on YouTube and experts, I've learned so much about social media marketing from, from just YouTube and my work experience. But yeah, using all of your resources and not giving up on your goals. Awesome. That's an excellent piece of advice. Perfect way to end today's interview and to end today's episode. Shima, I just want to thank you again for jumping on, just sharing the value of social media and the value of uh, marketing for your company to help grow and expand your brand. But before we go, where could people learn more about you? Where can they connect with you? Yeah, definitely. My website is sqsocialstrategies.com. 
And my email address is shima at sqsocialstrategies.com. And if anyone is interested, I would love to prepare a social media marketing audit and go over how companies or practices, social media and website are performing and offer tips. Awesome. And I'll be sure to include all those links in the resources as well. But with that being said, that ends today's episode. Catch you guys on the next one. Thank you.